Welcome to SCLD's podcast. I'm Erin Dodge with Spokane County Library District, and today I'm here with Sherry Boggs, Youth Collection Development Librarian, also here at SCLD, and we're going to be talking about wonderful books that make good gifts for kids. Yay! Welcome, <laughs> Sherry. Thanks for having me, Erin. Yes. It's good to be here. So tell us what makes a book a good gift to give to a child. Um it's kind of the same thing that would make a good gift for an adult. Um, oh. Like the more you want to make it specific to the child that you're giving it to. Um, you know, like there's nothing worse when you're a kid than getting this thing that just feels like this random, <laughs> like nobody put any thought into my gift. And so like um, if you can like, and this is probably easier for parents, um, you know, and aunts and uncles, maybe like know their favorite genre, know their favorite author. Yeah. Um, you know, just go to a bookstore and ask what's the latest thing or what's super popular in this. Is there a new book in this series? Um, yeah. um like I know this Christmas, there's a new, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. There's a new, um, what's the one? Dog Man. You're just like, I know. I little bells because it's like my son likes both of those series. I know. Yeah. And, and they tend to come up out right around Christmas, which is great timing. Great timing. Um, so yeah. Like it's planned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, good. Uh, so yeah, that's how that's how I do. Okay, and you brought some books today for us <laughs> to look at and share that um, make you think would make great gifts. So yes, let's dive in. Okay, well, I'm excited. <laughs> the first one that I want to talk about is the Christmas Book Flood, and this is based on I had never heard about this before, but it's an Icelandic tradition where on Christmas Eve they gift books oh. to each other, and um, this book talks about or it shows them putting so much thought into it. Uh, and then everybody unwraps their books on Christmas Eve and enjoys them with hot chocolate. Oh my gosh. I know. That's great. <laughs> so we need to get this tradition going in here, but <laughs> I just wanted to show you this book is so magical in its illustrations. Here you can see kind of this really dark oh, beautiful, though. winter night. You can see the Northern lights. Um, yeah which is perfect for this setting. And I just kind of love the mystical quality of this, like with the snow falling. I love that it starts outdoors. Um, there's also, I love this scene of shopping. Oh my gosh. Like it's kind of the bookstore of everybody's dreams. Of it's got it several is. levels. It's got comfortable chairs. It's got I worry about lights. the kids on the ladders, but yeah. other than that... <laughs> This is a magic bookstore. This is a magic bookstore. We're not worrying about kids if you fall, falling. Nothing happens. Okay, good. And then in the end, you see everybody gathered together reading their books. Here they are at the table. Oh yeah, unwrapping. Um, so it's just wonderful. I love that it's got a lot of diversity in it. Mm -hmm. um, you've got people of all ages. Um, there's a lot of like racial diversity in the book, and the colors are very saturated. Yeah, they're very. Um, it, it does give that winter feel, like it's deep colors and, and, and evocative of winter. Yeah. 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 And just kind of that warm light from inside. Yes. I just love that. And it's got almost a collage quality to it. Mm -hmm. So I just, I love that even the pets in this picture, I don't know if you can see it, but do you see the cat has yes, her the cat own book? Has a book. <laughs> Both of the cats have books. There's two. So it's just so much fun. <laughs> I, um, I think this would be a great gift to give. Um, yeah. You could even give it to a family, like something to enjoy together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's the Christmas book flood. That might have to go with my nephew, to my nephew and niece. Okay. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. I'm thinking I kind of need, I don't even have children. How many, and how many books can I afford to buy? I know. I'm like, I kind of want son. that one just for home. This is another one I want just for me. Um, this okay. is Night Lunch. And this is by uh, Eric Fan, And he and his brother, Terry Fan have done a number of gorgeous picture books. They did uh, The Night Garden, I think. Um, or the night gardener, they've done their illustration style is just gorgeous. This time it's a new illustrator that's worked with them maybe once before, but the night lunch is about the tradition of Victorian lunch carts, which are kind of a precursor to our, uh, food trucks. Okay. And so this is kind of a old timey setting and the, the lunch cart pulls into town in the middle of the night and... So it's, just, not, so it's less a lunch cart. It's more of a night. It's a it's night more of lunch. A, <laughs> it's a night right. cart, light night What is night it, like lunch. fourth meal cart? Fourth meal. Perfect. <laughs> they don't go to Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. Um, so here they are. And I, you've got this beautiful nighttime oh, setting. And you have this. little mouse. Yeah. I'm glad that you noticed the little mouse because yeah. he shows up later. But I love that it's he's it's so subtle. Like he's not even showcased. So you know he's a character in this story. Right. But then you kind of lose him throughout. Because when the light, lunch cart comes to town... I just love this spread. The chef is an owl, like this beautiful barn owl. Oh, wow. Isn't that gorgeous? Yes. Um, And you see all the animals, the hungry animals Mm -hmm. in the window waiting to be served. Yeah. And so she's cooking up this wonderful feast. And I love these animals eating. Oh, wow. In this spread, there's a fox and a badger. Yes. Um, On another page, there's a moth. Oh, yeah, yeah. So all these different creatures... And so she's feeding them this wonderful feast, and then at the end, she's cleaning up, and she sees our little mouse friend. Little mouse friend and I there. think, like, the kids that know their nature might be alarmed at this point. Right. <laughs> you know, because it's sure. like, an owl hmm, and night mouse. lunch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love where it goes because the owl realizes the mouse has been sweeping all night and hasn't had anything to eat. To eat. And so she invites her in for a feast. Nice. Like this beautiful little mouse-sized feast. Um, so it's just this wonderful story of like sharing with others. It's got this mystical quality. It reminds me of Chris Van Allsburg, um, okay. who was an illustrator. I don't think he's done anything. I, he did a lot of stuff in the 90s. And it even it reminds me of Maurice Sendak a little bit, like okay. kind of the yep. drawing style uh, yes. and kind of the limited palette. Yeah. Um, kind of the, the, the brush strokes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's another spread. So this is just a gorgeous I think, book. Yeah, that is a great message. Like sometimes, you know, there's people in the background doing a lot of work and maybe yes. you don't notice them, but then, hey, you should, and they're hungry too, and you want to include everybody. Yeah. What a great, what a great story and sentiment. Yeah. 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 And it, like it even carries through. I'm going to spoil the ending, but it's just so beautiful. <laughs> like I got goosebumps when I was looking at this last night and realized it. At the very end, the owl sends the mouse away with like a little sack lunch. Mm. And the mouse sees like a little moth or maybe it's a cockroach. It's just this tiny creature that's wrapped up in its own wings. And the suggestion is maybe it's homeless. Like it's just kind of huddled against the building. And you see the mouse like leave the little lunch there. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so beautiful. It forward. And I know I'm going to tear up. Like it's just. <laughs> A gorgeous book in so many ways. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's Night Lunch by Eric Fan. Now for something completely different. <laughs> Switching gears. I know. We're going to the pigeon. We are. We're going to the pigeon. So um, there's a new pigeon book this winter, and 
this, uh, of course, Mo Willems, everybody loves Mo Willems. Uh, In this book, the pigeon is going on his first roller coaster ride. Okay. So there's a lot of drama, as you would expect. He's been a quiver with anticipation. Yes. So there's already some good vocabulary. Um, He's talking about writing will not be easy. He's talking (laughs) about getting himself ready for this. Uh, He talks about having a ticket. There will be a line. So what I like about this for preschoolers is it kind of walks them through that experience of... Of lining up. Yes. And being ready. (laughs) Even though you're like, you're excited. you got the wiggles and everything. you got to line up. Yep. And he's talking about how he's going to be patient when he lines up. Nice. So he's kind of talking it through. And then you see him actually waiting in line. And having a hard time being patient, but he's able to do it. And then, of course, he like he gets scared when he sees the roller coaster and... I love that there's a parallel thing here because, like, he's waiting for a physical roller coaster, but he's on kind of an emotional roller coaster. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Getting ready for this experience. So with all of the Pigeon books, like, it's really fun, but it's also working at a couple different levels, um, you know, in terms of, like, where preschoolers are at developmentally. Yes. You know, like, managing their emotions, like feeling a little anxiety about a new experience. I feel like that even kind of carries into early elementary years for yes. some kiddos too, is, is some of that yeah. still happening. So. Or adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> I find, I find the pigeon very relatable. <laughs> Do you like roller coasters? I don't. <laughs> that makes sense then. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Um, so that's the pigeon will ride the roller coaster. Very nice. And then finally, crock a clock. Okay. Crock okay. O'clock. <laughs> so Crock O'Clock came out actually last Christmas, okay. but we didn't get a chance to really talk about it. And um, the book is still available. If your bookstore doesn't have it, you can order it. They can order it in for you if you give them enough time. But this is this is a Christmas story kind of, and I will tell you why. It's got these great print, like print-style illustrations. Yeah. They're big and blocky. And this is about... Very different than uh, Night Lunch. It's, yeah. Style-wise, it's complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. But then also... Anyway, I'm gonna let you keep going on. (laughs) I was going to say, age-wise, it feels like it could still be the same audience. Yeah. Because even though the the illustrations are are so different, it doesn't... That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because... Yeah, like the other style is a lot more intricate, but I think that this would also work with preschoolers and maybe a little bit of early elementary. Because um, it's just like, it's a really fun story. It's fun to sing along. Cool. It's about a clock watching crocodile, and he's watching the clock because at a certain time it's feeding time. Yes. And this one, you sing along. I'm going to try to do it to the tune of the 12 Days of Christmas. So he's going. If you can do it with like a cookie monster kind of voice, it's super fun. So, (laughs) at one on the zoo clock, the keepers give to me a mountain of macaroni. Oh my gosh, that's fun. Yeah. All right. Man, how many books am I going to have to buy for (laughs) And then on the second page, he gets two cups of tea and a mountain of macaroni. He gets three French fries, two cups of tea and a mountain of macaroni. Oh, great. So, it's just like the illustrations are super fun and playful. Four pumpkin pies. Okay, what's the five golden rings? Oh, gotta, okay, you got to get see. to that. Iconic... I don't even remember. I'm hoping they're donuts. They are. They are. Okay, five, five donut, donut rings. <laughs> I know it's great. Six tasty toffees. It's just so much fun. So I think it's fun for kids trying to anticipate, like you were just doing, what is coming, next? coming next. I know, like what's eleven? 
Um, and I love that the variety, there's variety in each spread. Like sometimes he's just on one side of the page. Sometimes he's so excited he's taking up the entire yes. two-page spread. Yes. Um, this makes a great read aloud. I just think it's so much fun. And it's got like counting in it. It's got like food identification. Like it's got some educational value. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's Crock O'Clock. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I have a question. Sure. So um, if there's a child in your life that you know has a particular obsession or interest, so my nephew is kind of obsessed with sharks and not not really like baby shark, but like real sharks. <laughs> he's like, he watches shark, but he's six. Mm-hmm. Well, he, yeah, he's six. Um, he just turned. But what, what's a good book for him? Like, what, how do I find a good shark book? What, what, how do, what do you suggest? <laughs> well, this is how, this is how I would do it. Like, if you're lucky enough to have a good bookstore in town, which we are, which we are, we have several. Yeah. We've got Aunties, we've got Wishing, Wishing Tree. Tree. Um, we've got a couple of really good used bookstores. Like, yes. if you can find something in like newer condition, that can be good. Um, but usually the staff there know like what's brand new. Okay. And they, you know, will know like what's a great book for that particular age group. But if you're shopping online, like, We can have this habit, and I do it all the time, of just going to Amazon and typing in the word sharks. And that will bring you back a whole bunch of nothing that's useful. (laughs) It'll bring you back uh, vacuum cleaners. (laughs) It will. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome, but not what I was looking for. Not at all. And so, like, my advice to for online shopping, and this even goes, like, if you wanted to preview some of the stuff in our library catalog, um, which is how I was – thinking about it when you were talking about that yesterday with me um is use your limiters and use your filters and that's all the stuff kind of on the sides and at the top okay um so what i do is like for amazon i went to their website and i clicked on children's books and then i clicked on nonfiction, and then i clicked on animals so it's kind of like you're front loading the work okay. but you're letting their filters kind of do it for you and then like right. what comes up eventually um is a lot more targeted and yes. you can sort it by newest to oldest. And so you'll be seeing okay. like the brand new stuff. And then usually there's a filter that says age group. Yes. And so that kind of taking those steps, like at the beginning of your search mm-hmm. will bring back a lot better results. Right. Yeah. And, and also asking, coming in and asking a librarian yes. or going to the bookstore and asking folks at the bookstore. Sounds yeah. like could also be, they could be your search filter. Exactly. <laughs> Let them do it for you. <laughs> well, great. And then um, I, I luckily I see Aquatic Life yes. is one of the next books we're going to talk about. Oh, my gosh. So Dorling Kindersley is the publisher that did all the eyewitness books. Um, oh, yeah. And a lot of families remember them. They started in the 90s, but they usually have like the stark white cover and then whatever the subject was, like a big picture of, say, a rocket. And then on the mm-hmm. sides, it'd be all these little pictures and just like really – intriguing nonfiction. And I love that they've changed direction completely with this new series. Like these look like old fashioned uh, books. Like they've got gilded pages. Like Victorian era drawn ornate. Okay. I mean, that's what the cover reminds me of. So sort of that really ornate. Yeah. Like it just feels like this magical storybook, but it's nonfiction. All right. And the anthology. So there's a lot in there, it sounds there like. There is. And it's packed full. What I like about this, like being aquatic life, like it's not just oceans, it's ponds and streams. Oh. It's wetlands. And so like I think this can be useful for kids that might not live near the ocean, but they might have a body of water nearby. Yeah. Um, and the animals in here aren't always like what you would expect. Okay. 
Like this is a oh. scale worm. Oh wow. That's very <laughs> I didn't colorful. know anything about this. They're like a little bottom feeder and like with this gorgeous photography, like you can see this thing that's really gross, like it feeds off of dead things. But, right. You know, with this photography, like it's a useful part of the um you know, aquatic ecosystem and like it's just this beautiful thing. And like in the little detail down there you can see that they fight. Like oh, when yeah, they counter each the, other, they the joust. <laughs> So it's just got like great detail. Um, there's a lot to learn from it. There's stuff that's a little more familiar. Um, that's a lungfish that's not familiar. But I'll talk <laughs> about him. <laughs> like I didn't know about lungfish before, but they can survive drought for up to three years by tunneling underground. Okay. And just kind of waiting it out down there. Wow. I know. <laughs> three lungfish, years. Amazing. That's crazy. That's yeah, incredible. Nature is incredible. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I like books like this for families, like for that reason. Like I think adults can have a lot of fun leafing through something like this. For sure. That's great. And now um, if you don't know, like so say I have a friend who has a child and I don't really know what they're into. I know their age. Um, how would I go about finding a good gift, uh, book gift for them? That's a good question. I And I'd flip the advice I had at the beginning, like okay. to think really specific and tailored to that child. Like in the case of someone you don't know very well, thinking as general as you can. Okay. I think nonfiction is always a good way to go because usually with some kind of um, – Well, like even this one, like yeah. it would be great for my nephew and for somebody who maybe I didn't know their interest, but I'm like, well, there's a lot in here. Mm -hmm. that something in this book could be of interest. Yeah, and it's fun to look at. Like it's yes. just – you know, even if – like the second child, say it's for a family, isn't that much into this. It's still fun to page through and just look yeah. at the illustrations. Right. Well, cool. Okay, so we, I see another one, another uh, big one. <laughs> and this is another one from Dorling Kindersley, but this is how everything works. And I think this is great for those kids that are kind of scientifically minded that okay. are just, you know, well, how does it work? How... How? Why? There's <laughs> too many books. I'm going to have to get them all. I know. And this one, it's just so can much I, fun. Can I get that one for me? Yes. <laughs> I know. It's another one I want for me. Um, so it covers things like your house, your body, city and industry. Oh, wow. The living world, our planet, and space. So it covers a lot of territory. Um, it mixes illustrations and photography. Like this is this gorgeous... Like bird's eye view, yeah. drone eye view of skyscrapers wow. in a city. And just like, I love that you can see basketball courts on top of some of the buildings. Is that a pool? I think there's a pool and a basketball court. Wow. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, it's just like for kids. To Where are they going to land the helicopter? Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully on another one of these buildings. Oh, just gorgeous. But then, um, you know, on the next page, you learn how elevators work. So I love that some oh, of this stuff and is you all turn it sideways. That's tied great. together. Yeah. That's very cool. And it's got almost like a, like it's got the cross sections, which I think are really fascinating for kids, but it also has kind of this Where's Waldo oh. element. Um, let me see if I can find it. Oh, now I can't find it. But there's um, a little diagram of like, like if you look in the details of things, you can find something that's maybe not working out the way that it should or people just having fun. And like the example they give are two little construction workers and they're giving each other rides in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> so I think for kids. So find the little. Yeah. Like, like just the thing of, that doesn't quite fit. <laughs> yeah. And it might not be on every page, but some of the pages there might be like a fun little surprise oh, like that. Cute. Supermarket. I, I just think 
you know, kids have questions about all these things and it can be fun, you know, because a lot of time, I don't know, I don't know how your cell phone works, but this book does. That's great. And it's a good thing to remember. Um, my son is 10 and, and I'm having to remind him of things, but it's like, I'm, am I really reminding him or am I telling him for the first time? <laughs> right. It's, it's yeah. sort of this, I, you know, as an adult, it's like, I forget what it was like to be 10 mm-hmm. and the things I didn't know. And, and so when he's like, oh, you know, like he's surprised when I tell him something about mm-hmm. how something works, um, I go, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm actually teaching him in this moment, not like <laughs> reminding him, hey, we need to, you know, turn off the light every time. Well, that's, that's a bad example. He should know better than that. But <laughs> I still need to be reminded. <laughs> All right. Um, now we have a few more, but I wanted to talk a little bit before we move on about um, the web monthly webisode you do called Picture Book Chat. Picture Book Chat. Yes, and um, you talk about books in that, and so, so tell us a little bit more about what it is and, and how the idea came about. Sure, um, it was uh, born of necessity <laughs> during <laughs> during the pandemic. Um, we were closed for a chunk of time. And we wanted to find a way to share the new picture books that we were getting in with our customers. Because they weren't able to come into the library and see them on the on the shelves. Usually we have new ones yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And we weren't doing story times. Um, but, you know, we were still ordering things because we were hoping this would be over soon. And right. um, we wanted the books to be ready, you know, when we were back open again. So this was a way for me and Mary Ellen Brax, who's our early learning uh, coordinator, to basically get together and talk about new picture books. And like this, it kind of mimics the conversations we have behind the scenes. Like we work in the same place and often I'll be seeing the new books that come in and I'm just like, Mary Ellen, you've got to see this thing. That's amazing. Um, And so we wanted to share some of that with our customers. And, um, and so this, so yeah, this is a way to share that with customers. And um, also you do a little bit more than just share the books. Mm -hmm. You talk about, um, ways people can use them beyond the, reading the book, like the activities and yeah. sort of engaging with the concepts and, and getting the kids interested in not only reading, but sort of learning about what they're reading. Yeah. Yeah. That's. And building skills. Yes. Skills for <laughs> kindergarten and, and, and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. It, it's a good pairing because like when I'm buying the books, I'm looking at different things. I'm looking mm-hmm. at you know, this fills a gap that we have in our collection, or this is from a favorite author, or I love how they did these illustrations. And Mary Ellen's coming at it from the early learning perspective, and she's thinking about how you use it to develop For those math, skills. Like, yeah. like crock o'clock where there's counting exactly. in there. And then, but there's also rhyme. Mm-hmm. So you're building your language and literacy skills there. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can find picture book chats on YouTube and um, we'll put the playlist up on the recording here and for you to get there. And we've been doing that for, has it been a couple of years or a yeah, year? Yeah, I half? think we started in August of 2020. Okay. So, and so it's, it's, it, we got a good lo- look at a lot of books mm-hmm. and each month you guys are talking about like sort of the latest, greatest um, ones. So you can see current ones in the newer episodes and Mm-hmm. And go back in time if you wish. Yes. Yes. All right. So we have a few more books okay. that we're going to talk about. These are for middle grade, um, which is roughly about 8 to 12, ages 8 to 12. Okay. And 
these are just a few things that came in that I thought would be great gifts. I was super excited to see Sweet Valley Twins. Okay. So this is a little blast from the past. People that remember Sweet Valley High. I was going to say Sweet Valley High. Okay. Yeah. And there was a spinoff like Sweet Valley Twins. There were Sweet Valley Kids. It was this whole Sweet Valley empire back in the day. <laughs> and so a Sweet Valley High is a little bit more in the young adult direction. But Sweet Valley Twins was squarely in that 8 to 12 age group. And so they've come out, a lot of popular series have been coming out with a graphic novel version and that's what this is. So, um, this would be great for kids in that age range. The storyline is Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield are two identical twins, but they couldn't be more different here. They're starting the eighth grade. Um, so there's lots of drama that comes along with that. Oh yeah. A lot of fun. Eighth grade is drama filled. (laughs) It sure is. I would never go back. (laughs) And so, and this is a lot of fun. Like I, I can even think of some friends of mine that were really into Sweet Valley High back in the day. Like this would be a fun gift even for, for I don't an know, adult. like, yeah, like your millennial friends or whatever, or um, that your, love the series or your Gen X. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like cusp there. So that's a lot of fun to see. I, I, that, that reminds me of something. I, I think as a parent and, and having, you know, picture books, chapter books with reading with my kids at different ages, I enjoy them almost, or if not more than they do. And yes. so I, I feel like these books, it might be, it might seem like an odd gift for an adult, but it could be. Like, I feel like the, both how every, what is what's it called? How everything works mm. and like aquatic life. I would love those as yes. book gifts. <laughs> Hi mom, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, so I want to give myself a little gift. Or, yeah, maybe I'll give it to myself as a gift. Yeah. So um, that's a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so you have two more. I have two more, and a rover story. This is a lot of fun. So it's based on the Mars rover Resilience, but it's a fiction story where Resilience is picking up some human qualities from his scientists oh. at NASA. And so it's kind of like as he's taking off, going through space, learning about the Mars landscape, it's it's like you're there experiencing it with him because oh, wow. he's like having, you know, he's experiencing it like a human would. Okay. Um, so it's a lot of fun for kind of science-y kids. Yeah. Um, it's a great new science fiction entry. We haven't seen a lot of like really new science fiction, so I'm excited about it this way. Um, it's just wonderful. I One of the reviewers said, you know, this – <laughs> this this book might be about a robot, but it teaches me what it means to be fully alive. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I think it's got like a lot of, you know, feels, even though it's about like a little robot. So maybe that's a gift for my daughter. Oh, is she into she, space and stuff? Well, she was fully enamored with the movie WALL-E. Oh, that made me, I totally thought yeah, of WALL-E. <laughs> WALL-E, and I just think that. Okay, maybe this would be something she would enjoy. Even though she's a bit older, she's like 17 now, but still, I don't know. She, yeah. I think it'd be great. I do too, yeah. She's not into sort of the romance type stuff. That's not her, oh, her jam. And so, yeah, I think this would be great. Yeah. All right. It can be hard to find stuff for that You're like checking group. off all my, my Christmas <laughs> Happy list. Happy to help. <laughs> so that's a row for a story. And then my final book is Always Clementine. Okay. Um, first of all, <laughs> this cover, I just love it so much. I love like That's the so soft sweet. light, the little mouse. You can see the light through her ears. Um, so Clementine is not your ordinary lab mouse. Uh, she can play chess. Wow. <laughs> she dreams in Latin. Um, and she, one of her keepers manages to let her escape. 
one night. And so this brilliant mouse is kind of out on her own. And it's written in the form of letters back to her best friend at the lab, who's a chimpanzee named Rosie. Um, So it's about her kind of trying to find a new home, but also really missing her friends and trying to figure out a way to maybe spring them to. Um, So it's a great adventure story. It's, I think, people that liked, um, oh, the the Ivan book. I can picture it. The gorilla Ivan. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> right? But, but the gorilla book. Yeah. I know. I'm looking at the back. Maybe it'll tell me. Um, the one and only Ivan. That's the one I'm thinking There we of. go. It's hugely popular for this age group. Um, I think stories like this where, you know, the animal is the main character and you're experiencing yes. the whole story through their eyes. I think those are just so riveting to kids. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And so, adults. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like this is on my to read list because I just – I love the concept so much and this cover wonderful well sure this has been great thank yeah, you so thank much you. um uh, great gifts all of them um so you can head into like a local bookstore you can go online if these aren't your cup of tea or they're not going to be the thing that you think your kiddo and your life's going to like you can come to the library talk to someone here to get some other recommendations um and that's probably the best way to go mm-hmm. yeah All right. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I hope you will like, follow, share, um, subscribe, whatever you do on the the, where you're viewing us. Um, You'll find a new episode each week on YouTube, Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen or view your podcasts. Until then, I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time.